Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seki Station. Just a man that has a nickname, always allowed to say with no shame. Happy New Year out there to everybody. January 4th, 2023. Still here, same podcast, Seki Station podcast. Here solo today, touching on the somber sights we saw on Monday Night Football and plenty else going on in the sports world with a lot of thoughts Personally, that I wanted to get out here on the podcast, any of my listeners of things I've been meaning to catch up on, things I've talked about on the podcast, and things that have come about here over the past few weeks where I haven't been doing the podcast as much, been busier at work, teaching golf, spending my free time with my girlfriend, and watching as many sports as I can, which takes up a lot of my free time as well. A lot of my friends have been busy, haven't been able to make it around the podcast as well. So it's been a little bit of a downer for me. I've been feeling down in general about a lot of things right now. Talked about a little bit on the podcast when I made it back here before. Uh, My uncle dealing with some cancer. My brother moving away a few months back. Got to see him over the Christmas break here. So kind of gave me that college vibe again where people come home for a week and then they leave and they're gone for who knows how long and you don't know when you're going to get to see them again and a lot of weird things happening around me, I feel like, that have kind of changed my whole perspective on how I've been feeling about talking sports and things like that. So it's been hard. I mean, I wish I've had plenty of people come and join me here on my podcast, and I appreciate them all to the fullest. Um, you know, it'd be nice to have somebody to do this with on on a regular but unfortunately it's a lot easier said than done um for even somebody like me that has plenty of people that support them um it's just a strange time for me um and after what i saw with demar hamlin in that monday night football game it really hit home kind of like back when the late great kobe bryant uh passed away for me and talking about that on the podcast and all these things that I've talked about on the podcast since I started up here, the podcast and kind of getting to 2023 and still being able to say I'm doing the podcast, even though I'm not doing it as much. Um, A lot has happened, a lot of takes, a lot of changes to not only how I do the podcast, but where I'm at now, changes in my life, changes in everybody's life and a lot of positives in that, a lot of negatives in that and a lot of things to talk about. In regards to all that, looking forward to doing it here, at least for a little while today before I got to get to work. Appreciate all of the podcast, as always. It means a lot. You can always follow along on what now is still being called Twitter. Who knows what's going on with Twitter, but still got my Seggy Station Twitter that I'm using. Um, you know, Obviously, people get a lot of information from Twitter, and Twitter now is kind of being talked about <clears throat> in different realms with what what's going on with Elon Musk since he's taken it over and I keeping up with all that is weird. Um, Instagram for me is also where I try and post up some stuff here on the podcast. Let me fire up the stream before I get into some of this stuff here. All right, there we go. I'm here. Got the stream fired up. Got the recording going solo today. We'll get back into that little rant before I get into my topic of the day. I haven't been here for a while. I haven't done solo and I don't know how long it's been, but 
Fired up to be here to do a podcast today, Seggy Station, still doing it, 2023, can't believe it's already a new year and Christmas and New Year's and all that's already passed and we're on to an NFL playoffs and NBA really cranking up and all these things happening in sports everywhere. Um, obviously, it gives us plenty to talk about us sports fans and there's a lot to talk about for sure, but I think there there's these weird divides that I've been having. Um and particularly with what I saw with uh, what happened with DeMar Hamlin on the Monday Night Football game this past week, uh, Chiefs-Bills, and just knowing I'm going to have to talk about that here for a second, no, I'm going to have to talk about a few things how I've been feeling about social media. I talked a little bit about it before I started up the stream here, Twitter, because who the fuck knows what's going on with Twitter, but I still use it to get and see kind of all the craziness going on out there in the internet. Um, Instagram, you know, I post a lot of my, uh, what I'm doing here on the podcast to my Seggy Station Instagram, and I appreciate all the people, um, you know, that follow along and check that out or like those posts or check out the podcast because they see those posts, you know, that's what it's for. Um, That's basically, you know, what I started it for. My personal Instagram page, I don't really use it much. I don't post on it much. Um, when I do, I, I'm posting on it, not like anybody else, um, more as like memoirs for me personally, not for what, uh, everyone else thinks about it, but clearly that's not what everyone else uses it for. And I think it's gotten this whole weird concept of number one. Um, and I'll talk about Tamar Hamlin and my feelings about that here in a second for the topic of the day, but. The weirdest thing to me about like Instagram, Twitter, social media, like the sh- the the bad things that happen are what gets the most likes and views. And I can vouch for that personally because I know for a fact on my personal Instagram, the most likes I've ever gotten on a post was the one I made for my mom when she passed away. I could go post about a new car that I got, did that. No one gives a fuck. It's personal shit, you know. And it's like the same thing: new jobs, new all these things that people new houses or having a baby. Yeah, absolutely. Those are all fantastic things. But go post about your dog passing away or one of your family members passing away and see all the support that comes in. It's just a weird, that's just a weird thing to me. Also, how we like that stuff. I don't know. I stopped doing that. Like I stopped liking seeing that somebody died, (laughs) you know, unless they're absolutely iconic. And we've been seeing a lot of icons, legends, um, pioneers in all types of industries passing away, not only in just the sports world, but, um, all over the place. And, you know, just to me, it puts a greater stamp on this whole thing that I've been battling where, you know, it's, if you're, if you're out there for people to see and what you're doing and, you're basically what famous you know doing viral stuff like I just I like doing my podcast and all I wouldn't go post on my Instagram page one of my takes for a sports take like I don't know like I just I'd rather just do my podcast you want to check it out check it out like I'm not trying to like be on my Instagram all day like oh this is what I think of the Giants making the playoffs, guys, like, blah, 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 and doing it all, and then, like, y'all check it out there, like, I don't know, that's just weird to me, 
and then you know to take it what i was saying about how people use it and i just think it's used in so many wrong ways like i tried to use it to get people to grow and learn that i wanted to get people to check out my podcast that's why i got off my personal one anyways um and just to see that all the responses on on the internet and social media about these things happening in sports particularly controversial things and to see people's reactions and responses you know particularly with what happened with DeMar Hamlin how we're not all on the same page with that and somebody like Skip Bayless who I I like I mean not as a person, but I, I like to listen to Skip Bayless. I like watching Shannon Sharp debate Skip Bayless, but I could not believe what that dude said after on his Twitter account um, after after what happened in that game. And I tweeted about it. The fact that this dude gets paid millions of dollars and could just say whatever he wants with no repercussions. And I see some athletes, Kyle Kuzma, plenty of athletes on Twitter going at Skip Bayless. And it's like, it's one of the also the reasons why I started up my podcast. The fact that people can just get on live TV making millions of dollars, say whatever they want to say, and have no repercussions. I think other people should be able to have a voice if they want to. Obviously, with platforms now, everybody can have a voice. So you see the use of that with social media. And I think in that regard, you're going to look and follow at what you want to look at. Now, that's... That's pretty standard. Um, but I think it's all got kind of warped up into something. Because to me, social media used to be about, like, what, staying connected? Like, like I don't know. It's just, like, a bunch of weird thrown into what everyone now is, I guess, calling the digital age, right? I mean, just everything changing to technology-wise. Everyone needing to have some type of way to get on the internet so that when... You know, something is happening like a DeMar Hamlin situation. Everyone's got um, speculation, assumption, trying to get videos of it, all that. You know, rather than just focusing on hopefully the guy's going to be alive. Um, so I'm going to have a timer to run through some other topics today, but not for this topic. Because this is this will be a long rant here, Seggy's topic of the day. Um So I'm, wa I'm watching, you know, I watch tons of sports, so much sports. I think that's also part of the problem with me and the podcast right now. I'm watching so many damn sports. It's tough to to do this once a week, once a month and come in here and try and talk sports when it's like, bro, I've watched so many damn sports, bet on so many sports, um, so many good beats, bad beats, all that. I mean, it's, it's a lot when you're a sports fan, diehard, passionate like me. And as much as the pod is taking a backseat, I still have so much passion for coming in here. And just chatting about what I see in the sports world, what what's going on in sports, and obviously all those outcomes of games, playoffs, and all that stuff that we admire as sports fans. But, you know, when I saw what happened to DeMar Hamlin on the field that night, it really brought to light, A, a lot of the stuff I'm talking about with the social media that's been bothering me, but B, a lot of the stuff I've been talking about with 
how athletes, famous people, situations they go through are always highlighted and exponentially um, supported more. And I mean, it makes sense, but to me, that's this weird, unfair thing that we get in life, which is always going to kind of be unfair, see it in sports, see it all over the place, that A, I knew they weren't going to finish that game. You can just see on the players' faces how not only serious that was, but when you go, I was trying to explain this to Skip Bayless, who said he was taking tweets about his comments he made about the situation, which is when you go through such a traumatic experience like that at such un like out of nowhere time, just it happens. Uh, I heard Colin talking about it, right? If, if you have a, in the cockpit of a plane, it's going down, you got to flood on a boat, right? I mean, those type of situations that you just worst case scenarios, you don't expect them to happen. But when it does go down, it's like, oh, my God, you're in a panic. You're shocked. You're you're, you're feeling all types of. I don't even know how to describe emotions. This ain't real. You want time to stop. It's but you need to do something. Um, it's it's one of the scariest moments that I've ever experienced in my life. Um. And I saw that on the football field, you know, which, you know, we see people get injured on the football field, carted off, you know, no one gives a fuck, a dude blows out his knee or, you know, a lot of people talking about when that went down, it was a concussion. You knew it wasn't a concussion. We just seen two or three weeks earlier on the same field it, it fall down. And that that's not how you fall down if you have a concussion. I mean, that was, you knew something different was going on in that circumstance and, for not only the people on the field that are medical professionals, EMT, responder, all that stuff that literally saved that man's life. Um, I thought the way the players shielded him up around, you know, make a big circle around him. So obviously people can't see what's going on because that's just scary, man. That's obviously that's going to be on video when you have hundreds of thousands of people sitting in a stadium. Um you know, saving that man some privacy a little bit with what I'm talking about on the internet and how that would have been, it would have just been bad. So I'm glad I haven't seen any videos of that type of stuff yet. Um, and I hope I don't. Uh, but really what that, what that incident did for me was remind me a lot of my own personal incident. And unfortunately, you know, I never thought I'd see that on a football field. I've talked about it a little bit with uh, basketball because I think we've seen that a little bit more frequently, which is extremely, extremely rare than in the NFL, which has only happened one another time. 1971, I believe there was a wide receiver who died on the football field of some heart condition that was also pre-issued um but it's just regardless of that situation regardless of all these other situations that i hear and see in sports that bring up my own personal thing it was 
really tough to see some of the reaction to how things went down about it. Um, because one, it, it matters so much, um, but it also doesn't matter at all. And this is another point I needed to make. Like, if you're a sports fan or passionate about sports, then clearly it matters so much to you. But if you're not, then this probably, this conversation isn't for you, right? Um, but like, even if you're not a fan of the Bengals or Bills, right? It was literally A, Cincinnati's biggest game in about a decade in their home stadium. B, probably one of the best football games slated for the year. C, all types of playoffs, seeding implications, number one seed, all that written all over it, which is what people are now saying it's okay to talk about now that it's been 48 hours after, which is another thing that gripes my nerves where it's like, yep, you know, let a little time go by and it's all back to normal. It's like, no, not everyone's back to normal, including um, myself, who's still not normal nearly five years later. And who the hell knows if I'm ever going to be normal. But at this point... <laughs> Um, the game matters so much, not only for us because of that football fans, but fantasy football. I hear all these people, including my own fantasy championship. And what are we going to do about that? And, and obviously the main thing to do is just split the pot. But at the same time, that's kind of, that's kind of bullshit. And, but at the same time, what else are you going to do? Cause I don't think they're going to get this game in. And unless they're going to slot it in on the back end of the schedule and move back the playoffs, getting rid of the bye week for the Super Bowl, that's basically the only way I see them doing it. Because I wouldn't see them doing it on a Thursday night before the playoffs. And honestly, I don't see them doing it unless they absolutely feel like they have to. With how things have kind of transpired with still games to be played this weekend and obviously the playoffs and... um. You know, it's going to be hard for the Bills to get up and play on Sunday, the Bengals to get up and play on Sunday. Um, you know, I see the NFL is giving the players, coaches, staff, mental health, uh, I don't know, the best way to describe this, mental health, Areas of, I don't know, either way, they are allowing them to seek mental health assistance if needed. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. And that's going to be needed. Another prime example for me of why it's tough, because I feel like I've gotten to a point now, as much as I'm not going to say I'm, you know, loony and fucking doing fucked up shit like I see all the time but um yeah I'm just definitely hurting so bad and it's been like that for so long and as time goes by it, it really doesn't get really any easier for me um and seeing all these things happening is is just tough, man. It really is. It's just it's freaking hard for me to 
compartmentalize how these people on TV and these athletes and all these people make it look so damn easy. Because it's not. It just can't be. And, you know, I know there's plenty of people out there that may never hear this from me, but I know for a fact there's people out there that need help, love, something, support, anything. Because you get to a point where the only thing else you can do is is just keep going forward just keep keep you know being blessed that you're here and you know still able to have a life experience a life when you know plenty of people aren't plenty of people are going through tragic and terrible things in the moment um And so sometimes it's it's hard to feel like oh you know you know feel for me feel for me feel for me you know I'm not I'm not fucking not looking for you know a shoulder to cry on or nothing like that I'm just trying to explain my side of how I see Joe Schmo from Adam Killingworth loses somebody to a heart issue. Um, you know, I don't, I don't get the type of <laughs> reaction that this is getting. And, um, you know, I don't mean that to slight <laughs> Damar Hamlin and his family, um, at all, because I think what we've seen in sports too, um, is it's, it's a scary it's a scary place. Um, I've said this plenty of times here on the podcast. You don't know when or at what time it could be your time. And we, and you know, we saw that in the football field. Talk about that. I could be driving to work later. I could be walking across the street. I mean, it's just, you never know, man. You see it all the time. You hear it all the time. All these ridiculous stories and ridiculously sad stories. And, you know, for me, it's, part of sport right I mean that's the risk a lot of these professional athletes take and it's not nearly the risk some other humans take um going into shoot up buildings or buildings on fire um you know all these crazy jobs you can think of that are extremely dangerous and deadly um you know, the NFL is definitely in that category where it's regulation, regulated violence. Uh, you know, and I'm old, you know, I'm old enough to remember when the NFL was literally like showing the big hits after games. Like it was like, that was the, it was like a 30 minute, like prime time. Like, I don't know what they called it, but I remember watching it. And just to think now where we're at with, with all that, I mean, that's so far from the game. So it's definitely gotten safer. It's definitely changed. I think, unfortunately, what we saw was a was a fluke and a freak accident, um, which unfortunately could happen again because um, it's happened to 
people in youth sports, people in baseball, boxing, NASCAR, car accidents, right? You get hit in this type of area, the acute, very acute, right spot. Um, you know, it could put you in cardiac arrest and you just better hope that there's people there to, to save your life. And luckily there were for Tamar Hamlin and I'm still praying and hoping he can get back and make a full recovery um, to at least have some type of life. Who knows if he'll ever play football again. Um, but that would certainly be a miraculous story. Yeah, that's a lot thrown into one. I think it's all jumbled up for me into a whole lot into one when it comes to some of the pain and sadness I've been feeling, not only with some of the stuff I've been seeing in the sports world, people passing away and all kinds of negativity that is tough to overlook. It is. I mean, I I tend not to talk about this stuff around, you know, other people and whatnot. I'm not trying to bring them down and shit. So, you know, you got to deal with it alone. Heard Colin today, when you're alone and you're bored, you wind up with all these conspiracy theories. And that's definitely not who I am, but I've talked about a few of those here on the podcast, sports being rigged, all that, all that stuff you can see on the internet. And I think there's just a lot of generalizations that get thrown on people. Um, based on whatever. And... You know, my thing is, it's just not as much as I want things to be universal about some things talked I talked about here on the podcast, which I know is never going to be realistic. Um, you're never going to have universal human beings where everyone's, you know, wired and, and you know, doing things differently and um, feeling differently and all kinds of things. And, you know, I really grown to appreciate that more and more. Um, you know, the less I see my friends, the less I talk to my friends, the less people I have around me. Um, and so, yeah, it was a weird way to start 2023 for sure. Um, sports wise. And I think it gives everybody a little perspective for a second that at any time, you know, it could be not good and, To see that in the football field, it's not something that I think we're not going to see again, unfortunately. Um, you know, as much as they try and make the game safer. Uh, and it's just, you know, I don't know. It's hard now going forward from that with playoffs, fantasy, Super Bowl, uh It's just this weird, just keep it moving type of philosophy, which, as my neighbor Joyce told me yesterday, that's pretty much all you can do. And she ain't wrong, because that's what we do. I mean, we just keep it going. And to be honest, it makes sense in a way, because what else are you going to do? Get left behind? Um, it's kind of sad. All right, let me set up a timer here. Get through a few things before I'm getting out of here today, before I 
lose it all the way through and through. Um, let me start with... Let me start with some Giants, I guess, because I haven't talked much Giants. I haven't, I haven't been doing the podcast very much at all, really. So it's funny to me to see how my podcast has changed and where I'm at and all these changes and all these things I feel and want to talk about. And then I'll bring it back to uh, basically my most diehard team after some type of somber situation like that. Weird transition, but seeing it and keeping it moving. Um yeah, I, first of all, um, before this timer goes off, I better get some of this stuff out, which is, as a Giants fan, um, regardless of how these playoffs go, I'm thrilled the fact that we made the playoffs, because heading into this season, um, as much as I was excited about Brian Dayball and our new general manager, and not picking up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option, and trying to kind of rebuild up, reculture up all the things that you kind of need to do um, to get back to winning games after being literally one of the worst teams in the past five years. And now we make the playoffs for the first time since 2016, only the second time since our last Super Bowl in 2011. And it's exciting. Um, you know, we made those runs from lower seeds. We were on the road. We were underdogs in all the games and we won a Super Bowl. So anything can happen when it comes to um, the NFL playoffs, particularly, I think, in the NFC, which is clearly lighter on that side than the AFC. And can't win if you're not there. So that right there is exciting. Um, when Daniel Jones' option wasn't picked up, I was happy to see that because I thought it was the type of thing that sent him a message saying, hey, man, this is your year to show us you can be the guy or not. Otherwise, we're going to have to move on. And credit to Daniel Jones, who, by the way, we'd probably be a three-win team if it wasn't for Daniel Jones. Um, he, in my opinion, should be getting MVP votes. I know he ain't going to win the MVP, but just like Brian Dable should win Coach of the Year and will certainly get Coach of the Year votes, um, I believe Daniel Jones, by far, is the only reason the Giants are in the playoffs, minus the fact Saquon had some type of comeback player of the year. Um, but clearly, he's our best player. I mean, we have no weapons at wide receiver. Isaiah Hodgins, I like him, but like you can't be like, okay, man, yeah, we got weapons. We got Isaiah Hodgins. Like, no, dude. We literally have the worst weaponry in the league. We have basically... After we're getting a little healthier now, a lot of rebuilt pieces um, coming in from other team projects. Landon Collins, who was on the squad, Jan Jalen Smith, who was on the Cowboys. Um, you know, some of these guys that are attributing that really weren't supposed to attribute. And now we're getting some of the defensive guys back. Xavier McKinney, Adoree Jackson. Uh, if Leonard Williams can stay on the field, Ojolari, uh, Thibodeau kind of showing up to the party a little bit. Uh, the defense was the reason why I thought we were going to win any games this year. So, so to see the offense, you know, being able to put up 38 points, i.e. it's against the Colts, and, and I'm not going to take that to the bank, but, hey, we're, we're able to put up some points. Um, we were able to win some games this year that a lot of people, including myself, thought we would never win. And so now we're locked into the sixth seed in the NFL. 
till playoffs regardless of what happens in week 18 even though we have the chance to knock the eagles out of the one seed and the division championship but i don't see us playing our guys but it'd be interesting to see us knock the eagles off and knock them out of uh that one seed even though the cowboys would get it so at the end of the day it really don't matter so i don't see us trying to win this football game i see us trying to beat minnesota hopefully that's the lockup in uh the first round of the playoffs what I see is now probably going to want to bring back Daniel Jones, hopefully pay Saquon Barkley. And I, I don't see why you don't with how things have shook out with him, with the things he's got around him. And if you're able to construct a team going forward, like you construct a roster this year that was able to compete the way they were, um, I don't see why you can't think Daniel Jones is a good enough quarterback in this league where we see a lot of things shaking out um, in this league at the quarterback position um, where really you're not going to know if you have one um, unless you know you have one. So I think Daniel Jones is plenty fine to be right in the right spot. And, and as I'm optimistic the Giants might win a playoff game um, if it's up against Minnesota. Incredible season. Won some serious dough on the money line betting Giants this year. Um, definitely lost a couple games for sure. Um, heartbreaker to the Minnesota Vikings. 61-yard field goal. Um, dude missed like two field goals inside 48 last week. I think my brother told me in that blowout against the Packers, who probably are back in the playoffs, and everyone's talking about the NFL being rigged because of how they slated the games this week to get hopefully – Rodgers in the playoffs and it's like all right man just watch the games <laughs> um shit i forgot to change this i'm all over the map all right let me see if i can get anything else in here before i go because i'm a disaster basically when it comes to the pod now um yeah, I'm looking forward to the NFL playoffs. Look forward to week 18 as much as stuff around the NFL right now is a little weird. It'll get back to normal once the games get back going, and we'll just keep praying for the Bills and uh, DeMar and his family. Uh, switch to some hoops. Um, LeBron's been on a tear. I saw Giannis have 55 last night, which was a career high. Um, it was the fourth game of 50-plus points in the last five days. I saw... Let's see. Donovan Mitchell had 71. He became the seventh player to drop 71 points in an NBA game in NBA history, um, even though he shouldn't have gotten 71 because he should have had a lane violation uh, that he scored on the last play of the game with that the NBA did come out and announce today that um, was missed. But that's fine. I mean, we miss calls. So the refs miss calls. That's part of sports. Um, we'll keep it moving. We don't have to... To keep harping on that shit. I mean, see all these people. Oh my God, man. It shouldn't count. Donovan Mitchell shouldn't get 71. I saw Donovan Mitchell was getting a ton of shit on the internet because he was talking about, or, and that was happening the same night uh, of the Monday Night Football game and what obviously what happened with DeMar. And it's like, he literally could have picked the worst night to do that. Um, number one for him, but just be in general. Just people, um, obviously, <laughs> were. Most, if not all, people are feeling for what happened in the in the football game and what's going on with that. And if you're not, then, you know, 
I, I don't even know what to say to you. But uh you know, you know, you know for a fact that anybody talking about anything else related to sports is not fucking discounting what's going on in, in the football. And I saw, oh, well, why is the scoring surge up this season in the NBA? Well, few few thoughts on that. Well, A, I saw there's only two points, uh, sorry, two teams allowing less than 109 points per game in the NBA currently. Um, I'll have to get the exact stats on that for the pod for next time when Rich is here, hopefully, and we'll get, talk about uh, a little bit about this topic, but just a few thoughts on this, because I know a lot of the, the old heads of the NBA are going to say, well, yeah, see, they don't play any defense, right? There's not a lot of defense. And it's like, okay, yes, defense is a lot different in today's NBA. Um, It's called a lot differently, number one, if we're going to talk about um, what's allowed and what's not allowed. Um, defensive guarding position and, and whatnot-wise. Um, you literally can't touch a dude while he's doing a jump shot. I mean, I saw last night uh, in that Jazz, uh, what the hell was I watching? Jazz Kings game. Larry Markkinen gets three free throws to tie the game, hits all three, wild ending of the game. But it's like, dude, that right there is, if we're calling that a foul, then then anytime anyone gets touched when they shoot is a foul. And that's basically what they're calling now. So to me, the way the game is called which also affects the way people are allowed to play defense in the league, which also in a league now where we see it everywhere. This is not just solo to the NBA. This is all sports, man. You can, you can read this coming out of the world cup soccer. Uh, you you're seeing in the NBA though, where The athletes are just so much better. I mean, LeBron, look at what LeBron James is doing at 38 and just seeing him doing that. But these young athletes that you see coming up now and their skill, their talent, their all types of athleticism, strength. Uh, I know Zion's hurt again, but it's like it is crazy to see. And you're looking at some of these high school athletes now, man, that are just, I mean, they look like grown ass men at at high school and shout out to a couple dudes i knew in high school that looked like grown-ass men but i know for a fact they didn't like look like some of the shit i'm seeing on the internet so i mean these athletes nowadays are off the charts man and they're doing ridiculous stuff um that you just flat out can't guard i mean go look up that dunk uh scoot henderson in the g league last night and tell me how you're gonna guard that I mean, that's what I see in the NBA. That's what I see with Giannis. That's what I see with Luka um, playing at his own pace and Jokic and LeBron. And it's all, it's all, it's not just the the big name MVP candidates. Um, Shout out to the Thunder who absolutely, why does this shit do this? Stop. nice classic um fucking nothing's easy uh 
What the hell was I just saying? Oh, yeah. Last night, Thunder. They dropped 150. 560 on the money line. They beat the Celtics. Best team in the East. It was the second most points allowed in franchise history by the Celtics. Back in 1979, 1971 was the most points allowed. And they got blown out by the Oklahoma City Thunder without shy late scratch. Um, No one had 50 in that game. That's what I was talking about. But there is a list of players who've scored 50 this year in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell with a 71. Should have been 58. Luka, who's had three 50-plus point games. 60, 50, and 51. Joel Embiid, who's having a dominant season, I think is really getting overlooked right now in the MVP conversation with 59 and 53. Devin Booker, who's currently hurt, he had 58 and 51. Giannis had 55 last night. Anthony Davis had 55 before he was on the shelf. Klay Thompson had 54 the other night. I also saw a video on, uh, I don't even think that was the game, but I saw this video of a pass from Draymond to Klay Thompson that I swear... I don't know how it got to Clay Thompson. And I'm watching on the Carton show this morning, but I'm with you, Carton, man. I do not know how that ball got to him. And I've watched it 500 more times since the show. Uh, Pascal Siakam has a 52-point game this year. Darius Garland has 51, and Steph Curry has a 50-point game. He hasn't played in about a month. Who's next to score 50? Um, Might have one tonight. Yeah, I mean... You see it so much in the league right now, I think mainly because of what the NBA is looking for, which Rich talks about all the time, which is scoring. Um, but I don't think I don't think it really has as much to do with the fact that these dudes that play in the league, including any any of the you know all-star caliber players, can't go out and score 50 a night if they're going to shoot. 30, 40 times, um, yeah, they should be able to. Uh, if you're if you're getting 10, 15 free throws, 20 free throws, defense is limited. So I love the NBA. I really do. Um, this is really where I watch start watching college basketball right around the new year, cranking up to March Madness, which, you know, I love college basketball, so I'll Definitely be watching a bunch of that. UConn off to a really good start of the season. Um, I think currently he's the four after losing the other night, first loss of the season uh, to Xavier. Um, definitely pumped to watch some college basketball. You know, I'd still lean NBA, um, even though when I was younger, I was always college over NBA. Um, but I'll tell you, it ain't far off once it comes to March Madness time because to me, I watch that, then it's NBA playoffs, so... Be looking forward to the hoops this winter season. Which, by the way, uh, winter in New England has been extremely weird this season. Um, it was like 55 yesterday, 60 raining the other day. Two weeks ago was the Arctic blast and 9 degrees and cold for three, four days in a row. Haven't had any really snow here yet, at least in Connecticut. Um, and yeah, we're already past the new year, so just... A little strange. People still golfing outside. It's weird. Weird times. Um, I want to talk about this a little bit. A couple more things, and I'm probably going to get out of here because I'm 
Got to take care of my pooch, who turned seven the other day. My good old poochy pooch had her birthday. Callie girl celebrated her seventh birthday, which is... Time just keeps on zipping by. Always gets me. Anytime. College football playoff. Wanted to touch on that briefly. Um, Watched the games... Went to the casino with my girlfriend. A lot of fun. Went two nights in a row. No, I don't have a gambling problem. Uh, let's see. Not a lot of defense in those games, huh? <laughs> not good. Really not good. Um, exciting, right? They both come down to the last second, uh, which is obviously what the league wants. Kind of like what a lot of people say about the NFL is – but you don't have that every game, so I'm not going to buy that. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to see more defense in college football. I saw that USC loss up uh, 16 or, yeah, up 16 with four minutes to go, lost the game. Or up 14 with four minutes to go, lost the game. Two, whatever it was. Absolutely atrocious. Um, no defense. Um I would have liked to see the playoff expanded this year since they're doing it next year. Uh, with how those games shook out, I thought it would have been cool to have three, four more games and then, you know, bracket it in until we get a champion. But we'll have that next year. So I'm excited for that. Not a big college football guy, but excited to see that. Been excited about the name, image, likeness. Been excited about the transfer portal and the movement that's kind of really created college football in college sports in general. But mainly college football, to look a lot like the NFL. Um, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it in real time now um, with a lot less defense, but definitely trying to set up some type of same format playoff-wise. Going forward, when you're looking at What I really like, Deion Sanders. Um, not as much as I like how he's fucking always in front of the camera and shit, but, um, you know, him getting an opportunity to, you know, maybe get a team like Colorado into the, the, the college football playoff and maybe make some noise. Uh, that, to me, is more exciting than top four teams voted on by a committee and we get two games and we get a playoff game, championship game, I'm sorry, which, I don't know, could be good, could be a blowout. Uh, I'm pulling for TCU, honestly, because I'd hate to see back-to-back champions be the first one, I think, in the nine-year playoff of uh, this format, which they're getting rid of, technically, this year anyways. Um, you know, it's just... It's funny how everyone bitching and complaining about expanding the playoff, and now the only thing that seems to make sense to me is the expanded playoff. Everyone's bitching and moaning about the transfer portal and people moving and all that, but but coaches can go everywhere, but players and all that, and people getting paid money is ruining the sport. But to me, I mean, the sport looks about the same, if not better, because now you got other teams like TCU. Never would expect them in the final, right? Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think I hit it right on the head with what college football is trying to do, which is to morph and look more like the NFL. Um, and I think they're pulling it off. I mean, it's, 
next thing they need to do is get a commissioner. I thought they were, I thought I saw something about NCA president or something. I don't know. I know he was out. I mean, this, there's so much going on. It's tough to keep up with. I ain't writing this shit down anymore. Uh, cause then I just wind up with too many notes. Um, but yeah, I'm seeing more and more of that transition happening and I think this year just sets a weird example up for it going forward where, well, it would have been better if we just had four, you know, not four teams and got to this point. Would have had better games to watch. And it's like, to me, we're watching these bowl games anyways that are propped up to be something special and they're not. But then people are mad when the players are sitting out. I mean, I get into arguments about them with people all the time. Oh, they're quitting on their team. What the fuck? The game literally, it means nothing. You're literally playing for what? A shirt and and a trophy for you guys? Like, I don't know. That's just, I'm not about that. So, I'd rather just, I don't know. I think everyone gets all caught up in that, all that baloney, phony baloney. Where am I at? Where am I at? Who's texting me? Let's see. A few more things and I'm going to be going. What do I got? I got to touch on this before I go cuz if I don't I'm going to I'm going to lose my mind on this. So I saw Hank Haney uh put this out there. I assume it's a real Hank Haney. He's got a blue check mark, right? <laughs> it's funny as fuck. <laughs> oh man. No, I'll serious this now. I was talking about this when it went down because I was genuinely, um, you know, scared in the moment. I will, I will say I was scared in the moment. I think we all were, right? When the pandemic kind of cracked down and we had no sports for a minute, right? No sports. March 12th, 2020. No sports. Shut down. Closed. We had football games with no fans in the stands. We did an NBA championship in a bubble. To go back and think about all the things that happened in the sports world because of the pandemic is too much to fathom, really, for me. Okay, fine. Let's fast forward to this point. Well, a lot of people said, you know, the pandemic will end or be over or the pandemic will last forever or a million different things in between. (laughs) What I thought was really interesting is I saw Hank Haney say, quote, thought I was doing the right thing getting that shot. Never missed a day of work in my life until I had those shots, and now I'm sick all the time. (laughs) This comes from a reposted article where it says, we have to stop calling it a COVID quote-unquote vaccine. It isn't a vaccine, not even close. It's just a shot. And the Wall Street Journal article says today, the COVID shot may well be increasing the amount of COVID. So, it's pretty wild how much I talked about COVID here on the podcast and then just kind of like stopped talking about it um, because it was just driving me insane. Um, But what's driving me more insane now is... You know, maybe the people that were 
causing this whole problem to begin with, the anti-vax and no-vax and all the problems between the vax. I mean, maybe they're the ones laughing to the bank at the end of the day. Who knows? I mean, at this point, this whole thing has turned into a fucking crapshoot. Um, to be honest, I've only gotten one vaccine, the, fir- the first one. I've not gotten any other boosters. No more. You know, I got the, the first double shot, whatever. I did both. Uh, short, long story short is I've literally since the pandemic happened and I'm one that gets sick very rarely anyways, which I've already talked about here on the podcast. And I really went and did and got the shot similar to what Hank said. Cause I thought I was doing the right thing. I really did. Right. I mean, I'm just trying to be the right, uh, a good person, do the right thing. That's the type of dude I try and live by. And I swear that's the only time I've been sick since this whole thing started was when I got those shots. I've been to the casino multiple times this past couple of weeks. I went to an NBA game, heat of COVID, uh, last month. Uh, I don't, I don't wear a mask anywhere since, I don't know, it's been at least a year probably. Uh, and I see all kinds of stuff, man, that we're, that we're in a, what we're, what they're calling a, what is it? Um, a triduple demic or whatever the hell they're calling that and recommending masking in certain areas. Um, and I see people wearing masks still. That's fine. I ain't, I ain't, I don't have a problem with you wearing a mask, man. That's no problem at all with that. That's fine. Um, I'm just saying I shouldn't have to be forced to wear a mask and I shouldn't have to be forced to, to get, shots to be able to work and do shit and what you're seeing now is a lot of that stuff is fizzling out man no problems with Kyrie no problems with Aaron Rodgers no problems with Cole Beasley who's back on the Buffalo Bills now um but then again those guys are higher upper line up of the class uh how's that shaking out for the middle-aged dude who who doesn't want to do that and is losing their job because of you know bullshit requirements um and so it's it's weird to me when, you know, I can also read that vaccines could have prevented a quarter million COVID deaths in the U.S. Um, but now you're seeing this and it's really just a bunch of information that, quite frankly, everyone's going to put together themselves and come to their formulate their own opinion on it. And it, clearly it can change, right? Opinions can change. That's that's something that. I think it's funny since I've been doing this where it's like, well, you can't, you can't just have an opinion and, and change it. Like what? Like I made, I made a, I made a prediction. I had an opinion. I was wrong. Okay. Sorry. I'll, you know, this is what I think now. This is my opinion now. Nothing wrong with that. No, if you made that, this is what, it's just like, what dude? Like, no. And it's just. It's very, very problematic when it comes to all that for me. And all these people having something to say and always, always having, you know, always knowing more than you or this and that. It's like, give me a fucking break, dude. I don't have time for your shit. Um, yeah, what a time. What a freaking time. Uh... And, you know, quite frankly, um, I just keep seeing a lot of the same stuff I've been seeing. 
where oh, I saw Dana White spoke uh, how there's no excuses for what happened. And that he talked it through as a family and apologized to each other after being um, seen slapping his wife on video. Uh, but that's no problem. Um, and <laughs> I hope Damar Hamlin is going to be okay. I hope T. Higgins doesn't blame himself. Hope Skip Bayless gets fired and blacklisted. I hope Hamlin's toy fund raiser receives millions of dollars, which it has. Um, I hope that affects some sort of change in the NFL, which it will. I saw, I see some good stuff on the internet. I don't think Skip Bayless will get fired or blacklisted, but he probably should, honestly, after those comments. Um, but again, that's what he gets paid for. Um, I do feel for T Higgins where, um, mentally going forward, a lot of people take for granted when you go through something like I talked about the jump, um, that, you know, you'll just get over it or you can get some help and get over it. Or you can take a pill and be over it. Or you could, it's just like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, you know what? <laughs> it's, it's a lot for me. I see things and I'm like, uh, I really hope that's not true. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all part of it, man. I mean, there's people that literally believe that, uh, not only that sports are rigged, that's a whole other conversation, uh, that I've already tried to get to the bottom of. People literally believe that life is just predetermined, already set up, no problem, ready to go. Your life is already predetermined. There's people that believe that, man. There's people that believe, uh, a lot of strange things. Didn't win a fantasy championship this year, which I know no one cares about because apparently no one cares about your fantasy team uh, except yourself, which I just love hearing all these people on TV talk about. But yet again, everyone's still talking about it. Um, yeah, my problem with fantasy now, and I was talking about this with Raj when I was home. Good to see Raj when I was home. Hit some balls with him. Uh, always good to see my man Raj. Uh, you know, as I've gotten older with this whole fantasy shit, it's literally like, <laughs> I'd rather just take the 200 bucks and bet it on a game. Like I'm doing that shit all the time anyways. Uh, you know, y you're not good at fantasy sports to me. You might be good at drafting. Like I'll give you that, like that right there. I will give you, but you're not good at fantasy sports just cause you're good at drafting. Cause you still got to get extremely lucky um, and have a lot of things shake out your way, including, right? We do all this whole season, get to the end of the season. Uh, you know, for a fact, there's going to be a weather game that affects it. You know, for a fact that there's going to be an injury that affects it. You know, for a fact that there's going to be a guy that gets slated into a lineup that gets 50 points, 48.7, like Mike Evans the other day that, uh, has, Scored zero all year and gets 30 points. Uh, defense that gets 25 points. I mean, it's it's a fucking joke, man. And you know what I found out is I'm just not a lucky dude. Um, surprisingly, the more and more research I've done with a guy that I know who works for FanDuel and Sportsbook or Mohegan or wherever he works and, and trying to track my shit, um, 
I am a lot more uh, broken even than I thought. Uh -huh. Granted, I have taken some losses for sure. It is part of gambling. Um, but like I can actually win on a sports bet. Like I bet last night Giannis to have forty points, Bucks to win plus two ninety. I only threw ten on it. That's forty bucks, and thirty nine to be exact. Uh, it's I I can hit that on a daily basis. Um, way more than I can win a fantasy football league. <laughs> and you know, I just get pissed off when I'm literally the best team in the league, or you know, I'm locked to win, and something happens, or it's zero degrees, and dude gets no catches, and uh, like, or what? Or you can't make a kick, right? You need one point from your kicker, and they can't make a kick. Fifty mile per hour winds, or whatever. It's just a freaking. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. <laughs> Maybe I'm uh maybe a little sorry in the moment, but nah, I'm that shit's really been pissing me off. I think I'm just staying with the the good old one league from now on. I don't even do fantasy basketball anymore. I literally only do fantasy football, and only because it's like our school league that we've been doing forever. But honestly, I hate half the kids in it, so it's like, why am I even doing it? <laughs> It's stupid. I did want to shout out uh, Sonny Dykes, though, because um, my dad kind of likes TCU. Uh, not that he's a college football guy either, but he's rooting for the underdogs. And in 1892, George Wood Washington Woodruff became the only coach in major college football history to win 14-plus games in his first season. Sonny Dykes has 13 wins in his first season at TCU. And, yeah, I'm hoping that as much as my brother's down in Georgia right now, and I know he's pulling for the Bulldogs, um, I am definitely pulling for TCU to win this game. Um, cause what better way for a opened up playoff to get debuted with probably one of the most unlikely national championship winners of all time. So I think that's what we're looking for, right? At least I am. I'm looking for more teams with a chance to win, more teams playing one another that are actually good, and better games, hopefully, out of it, because of it. Um, and I think they should be doing that throughout the regular season. I've been hemming and hawing about that, but that's fine. You want to play fucking Mercer and, and uh, I don't know, Colgate, whatever the fuck you want to play, Bama, Furman, and then, and then play go undefeated and then get the playoffs and play the good teams, that's fine. But let's get more good teams in there then. Um, no, I think it didn't even make sense to do that. I think it makes more sense to have the teams that are higher up or echelon playing one another, and then let's see who actually is the best team. Trying to be undefeated all the way to the end just so you make it. That whole thing with with college football, that idea of it is, is whack. And I, I see the same people saying, well, you're still going to have, you know, 13 and teams 13 and 14, Matt. Yeah, no shit. That's what you have in the, in the college basketball March Madness, too, right? They expanded only a couple more. It was 64, now it's 68. Either way, 65 and 66 are pissed. 
67 and 68 are pissed. No shit. Regardless of how many you're allowing, the people that are on the outside are going to be pissed. My point is four is not enough. That's just crazy. When you have that many college football teams, that many kids trying to compete for a national championship, four allowed to do it. That makes no sense to me. Just fucking dumb. And the product over the last nine years of it, to me, is not great. So I'm hoping it changes going forward, which I think it is kind of right in front of our very eyes. But obviously there's a lot of tragedy, other things going on, and then obviously a bunch going on else in the sports world, so no one really wants to talk about it. Um, No one really wants to talk about a lot of stuff that seemingly I want to talk about or that seemingly no one wants to bring up. Um, Everyone wants to just be freaking i don't know fake i mean just that i was telling my brother today i'm gonna get out of here soon but i was telling my brother yeah i was listening to skip i needed to listen to skip bayless to see if he did his show i saw shannon didn't show up and i realize now i I watched that shit because i like shannon and skip going at it and like shannon being there like skip there on his own like i do not check out skip bayless's solo podcast which i know for a fact a bunch of people are fucking doing that too um uh, I appreciate what Skip does, but I don't, uh, I'm not a fan of Skip like that. Um, but yeah, him up there hemming and hawing and, and put on this fake BS so he doesn't get fired is so freaking <laughs> almost Bush League to me. I mean, it's just a freaking joke, man. You know? Everyone's going to do what's going to save their ass at the end of the day, regardless of who you are. It don't matter what job you work. It don't matter what you do. I mean, it's just everyone's trying to do the same thing at the end of the day, which is advance themselves, right? I mean, make things better for themselves, their families, their loved ones, and hopefully trying to spread good elsewhere. I mean... I think we just lost all that as a society. <laughs> it's like people now are trying to bring other people down and fucking. It's they're trying to take shots at what you like to do or what they think you think. And it's like, what? Like, can't you just fucking worry about yourself? I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm just psycho. I'm fucking all fucked up. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I could be. Uh, But I tend to look around, man, and just be like, y'all don't have a fucking clue. And it might sound blunt and inconsiderate and all that. But it really comes from the heart, man. It really does. Um, I ain't never going to be disrespectful or mean to anybody that isn't disrespectful or mean to me. And I've always lived that way. I was kind of brought up that way. I see and hear things that bring up that very tragic day for me that I know the Hamlin's family will always remember as that Monday night, this past Monday. Um, where it's just a nightmare that never goes away, something you just hope isn't real, um, and unfortunately is real, and you just have to find a way to live with it, or move on with it, or unfortunately, 
and you go look at there ain't really any other options, my man. <laughs> uh, and it's a hard, it's a hard reality. Um, it's tough. Uh, but you know, you there, there's no alternative. And if you're complaining, no one's listening. Um, excuses for me. I've been giving myself too many excuses to not be coming here doing the pod. Too many excuses to not be doing the things I want to be doing. And that's not good either, man. Not good. You know, sometimes it's hard to feel that passion and drive and want When you're just so, just so many, so many bad things. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. At this point, and I've been saying this, for me, every day that I can wake up and do what I want to do, I'm just happy and blessed to be doing that. That's, that's where I'm at. And, uh, I'll try and get back here to do the podcast. Hopefully soon, hopefully one of my buddies or my brother or somebody will want to come around and chat a little sports with me. But until then, enjoy them sports. Try and keep up with the hoops. Hopefully we'll get that NFL playoffs back soon. We'll catch you all back here on the Sega Station next time. Peace and love. Stay safe.